Hey, wait, don't skip past this. Don't blast past the intro that somebody worked very hard to create. Don't skip ahead. I got an important announcement right here, right now for all you fun butts. So this week's episode and the next week's episode are the last two episodes we have kind of in the can for at least a little bit. So after next week's episode, there's a good chance that we might be, uh, because we're moving, as you all know, we might be without an episode for maybe two to three weeks. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to tell me what your favorite moments are from the top five of death. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write in with a subject line, my favorite moment. Okay. Subject line, my favorite moment to top five of death at gmail.com. This is what I want you to do. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. I want you to tell me what your favorite moment from the history of the top five of death is. I want you to tell me the episode number and give me the timestamp of the moment that you want. And I also want you to record, uh, even on your phone, just even on like your iPhone or your Android phone, just record uh, yourself. Just introduce yourself, say uh, how long you've been listening, how you found the show, what moment you chose, and why you chose it. I just want to compile like a bunch of episodes for the time being of just you, the fun butts, the listeners, the people that make the show possible, that make Make Fun Network a thing. I want you to have a voice. Just uh, so send a, a, like a short little recording of you in, into your phone. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, how well it sounds. Just say who you are, what moment you're choosing from what episode, how you found the show, what you like about the show, uh, why you chose that particular moment. And I will, uh, I will edit them together because I can, I can still edit everything, but we, we will not have a place to record for a little bit. Um, and send that to the top five of death at gmail.com of the subject line, my favorite moment. Okay. So don't forget, do that. And you'll have an episode, and it'll be a ton of fun. Now, here's the show. Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote, and everyone dies. Listen, and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm here with uh, Sir BWK. What's up? When did you get knighted? <laughs> um, actually, last month. How did that go? <laughs> uh, terribly. I accidentally knocked over a table. It had a lit candle on it, caught the drapes on fire. Wow, you're a real calamity, huh? <laughs> real Mr. Bean. A real Mr. Bean. And uh, joining us this week, uh, I'll, I'll let her plug whatever show she wants to plug, uh, but she's a... Uh, She's been on the show before. Welcome back, uh, Cat. Hey guys, How's hello. It going? Uh, what uh, what uh, what banner are you representing today? Um, I represent my main banner of conquest. There you today. go. And what is conquest? So that is a pop culture and convention podcast that I do with my fellow host Chinmo. Um, we're trying to do more events and conventions this year, and less of the. Send her some stuff. recommendations. Yeah. So it, seriously, if there's anything cool happening in like the New England area that you think would be fun for us to cover, it doesn't have to be comic book related or pop culture related, like any weird event or You guys convention. went to a weird like sex convention, didn't you? Uh, we did go to <laughs> Anthro New England, which is the furry convention. Yeah. Okay. I knew yeah. it was some some, yeah. some weird sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hey, if you're into being furry. No judgment. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like you're kink shaming over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. I went to BronyCon. 
Okay. I want to go to one of those, but Dude, they it like, was don't come anymore. so fun. How fun was it? It uh, Well, uh, on a scale from one to ten? Uh, why are you asking me questions? I asked you a question. <laughs> well, I don't know how you want me to quantify it. I just uh, just a simple answer would be fine. It was very fun. Great. <laughs> um, I definitely thought it was going to be like weirdly creepy and and gross, and that and I went like purely voyeuristically to mm-hmm. see like what that what that group of people are like. And I left, and I was like, oh, they're cute. That's how I felt at Anthro New England. Like I was like, can I tell them that? I like their fursuit that I think it's cute. Like, is that allowed? I don't know. But there was lots of hugging and like nuzzling. And some of it was probably a little sexual, but I still was like, this is the most adorable convention I've ever been to. Was it the one animal that kept tongue kissing you? Yep. That was the one that you're like, this might be sexual. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seems right. Yeah. Pulling my top down. (laughs) I was like, "Hmm." like, "Hmm, grabbing my butt. And I was like, I don't know. Dogs don't usually do that. (laughs) Uh, Well, welcome. Oh, wait. uh, Conquest is Conquest Pod, right? Yes. We are Conquest Podcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's uh, Conquest Podcast on iTunes. You got Conquest Podcast? We did. Holy crap. I know. When I, 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 that was one of the first things that I saw too when I was checking out your show. I was like, man. They really, uh, really snuck one past the goalie here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so what, what other shows do you, you have going on here? Uh, so this year, um, I'm also doing a show with my husband, Tim, called Double Date. Uh, a husband, you just lost all our male listeners. I know, listeners I'm so sorry. Yeah, but market. she's like down to party, though. <laughs> well, if you're a furry, yeah. you might have a chance. <laughs> uh, Keep the illusion alive. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, well, they'll, they'll find out if they ever listen to the first episode because we explicitly are like, we're husband and wife, <laughs> um, where we watch like date night movies with other couples and then uh, talk about them. And then um, also doing Same Old Hope, which will be a Star Wars uh, rewatch podcast. We're watching one episode a month leading up to episode nine next year. So there'll be 12 episodes total. Now, do you release all these shows like under like a network banner or is it just something that you just do? Yeah. So we actually we have uh, Wasted Minds, which is our network banner. Um, we also have Rhythm and Brews on there, which is Tim's podcast. It's about music I've, and I've theater. been on Rhythm and yeah. Brews three times. Yeah. You've been on a good amount. DJ. And Conquest. Yep. And Conquest. You and DJ have both been on each of a handful Matt, you were of on a conquest weren't you no, no because i'm very rude and cat has <laughs> graciously invited me many times and like did really like really put me against the wall as far as like we could do any time that you want to <laughs> and then like well, I, she has I, a studio in her house it's i very am convenient. <laughs> yeah but so do i <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> um but i uh i'm very bad at it i I can barely juggle my own life, and it's just like I really want to do the show, and I will someday. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you someday. I just I've been such an ass, and she, <laughs> I, whole I wholeheartedly apologize because well, she's got a lot of the other better hosts from top five. Yeah, but not one that's like so familiar with probably the subject matter of her show as much as I am against you and DJ. Yeah, that's true. Although yeah. I I will say that Cat is the biggest dork I've ever met in my life. <laughs> She knows so much about comic books and uh, superheroes, and well, that's your area of expertise, you'd say, right? Uh, yeah, probably. And like, TV, oh, well, then I, I got a show for you. Yeah, so come at her. Like, you're, it'll be hard to trip her up. Well, we're working on another show too that might be in your wheelhouse, and I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Sounds good. All right, but what's this show? 
I don't know what top five turts. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is top five. Uh, yeah, top five of death. Uh, your weekly show where we talk about the five things that are important to you. <laughs> <laughs> they heard it in the intro, you idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone just tuned in now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they, do that. They're like, I hate theme songs. I'm just going to skip ahead yeah, five skip ahead. minutes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are still in the very weird spot of moving Fro and myself. Our our lives are kind of being uprooted. I'm really doing like the best I can. Even today, like there was a moment today where I was like, I would just love to like pack some more or do something, but I knew I had the, the podcast schedule. We're, we're uh, recording two episodes again tonight. Um, and then full disclosure, after next week's episode, there probably won't be an episode for maybe two or three weeks, to be honest. What? Three weeks? Yeah. Well, so the last two weeks of February, which I'm going to be like moving and everything like that. And then I have to get into the new studio. How come I didn't know this? <laughs> you should know this. <laughs> I mean, you were here last. I talked about it last week. Oh, maybe I just tuned it out whenever you say anything off mic i just tune it out that's fair <laughs> um what but, a great friend <laughs> yeah there might be a time and we'll we'll figure it out i'll try to do something content wise or something on the make fun network page to you know stay engaged and hang in there with us and we'll be back pretty pretty shortly after that but uh it's a it's a trip so we're getting through it yeah well whatever we've been releasing constant content uh constant content for five years that's pretty true so i think we're allowed a little break <laughs> <We've> <laughs> and if you got a problem with it come for me <laughs> yeah bwk if you want to send him a nasty letter what's your address <laughs> uh, don't worry they're sending hey, them anyway you know what when we get the studio we can definitely get stuff in the mail <laughs> oh okay cool yeah so then you can send a nasty letter to yeah. bwk care of make fun network <laughs> at whatever our address is gonna send be me a, uh your your ear Okay. An actual ear? Yeah. Okay. Like a Vincent Van Gogh situation. You want someone to fall in love with you first. Yeah. Oh, they already love me. Oh, damn, boy. <laughs> right? The confidence is beaming off of him. Yeah. Um, You're all riled up tonight. Yeah. You're ready all, to go. He's all hot and bothered from that furry My energy's talk. up. Uh, finish it. What? I thought you were going to say bitch. My energy's up, bitch. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if your energy is so high, why don't you tell them what this week's episode's about? This week's episode's about sidekicks. The, Just a general sidekick. Okay, not like the, the T-Mobile phone from a couple years ago? If you could put that on your list. I almost did. I know. Actually, I actually was thinking of like, how can I interpret this to make my list wrong? And uh, that's the only thing I come up with. So I was like, since I can't come up with five, I'm not going to just do one. Uh, the right extension from horse stance and karate. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a sidekick. I definitely thought this was an episode all about Jonathan Brandis movies. <laughs> well, that would work too. <laughs> that one's over my head. <laughs> He's in a movie called Sidekicks. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I figured. Okay, you know what? With Chuck Norris, where he is the sidekick. Yes. Oh. And that kid. The, uh, the story might be a little too long to tell. No, go ahead. You we already have, started. Yeah, just okay. uh, keep it to ten sentences. This kid I grew up with had cystic fibrosis. One. And he claims that that movie is about him okay too. because he said that um well like it, his like make a wish thing when he was younger because they didn't think he would make it for very long so they gave him a make a wish thing and it was to meet chuck norris and then he said that meeting chuck norris like inspired chuck norris to make this movie about him uh i've never verified that claim so chuck norris if but, you're listening checks out to me but it, it, it honestly <laughs> it checks out <laughs> And uh, I've never verified that claim, but I did grow up with that kid. All right. So we're doing top five uh, sidekicks. And these are, like like BWK mentioned, general 
sidekicks. They could be from TV, movies, comics, everything like that. I have, I definitely have a um, a wide barometer. For, so, Same. so being like another comic book person, you know, as as Cat is as well. I didn't want to just focus only on comic books. Actually, I think I only have one <laughs> from Same. a comic book because I was like, I could name five, you know, comic book sidekicks, but well, let's be a little more. Uh, Let's entertain some more flavors, you know? I don't think I have any from comic books. All right, enough. <laughs> uh, well, why don't you kick us off, BWK? Okay. Uh, my number five is Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't played these games, so I will shut up and let you explain. <laughs> okay. So you've played it, right, Kat? Mm-hmm. Well, I've watched someone play it. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. Um, I got the gist. BWK just threw so much shade at Cat. You have no idea. What are you talking about? I don't yeah, know. I'm glad I got this sweater on. It's a little chilly. Yeah. <laughs> It'll freeze you out. <laughs> um, so Elizabeth is your sidekick, uh, is Booker DeWitt's sidekick in Bioshock Infinite, the third Bioshock game. Uh, but you play as Booker and you meet this girl who's in captivity in the floating city of Columbia. Okay. With me still? Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to look her up. She uh, ends up following you around the entire time because now once the mission of the game is to get the girl and then get her off the floating city. So you get the girl like pretty early on and then now you're trying to get her off off the city and um, you just end up she end up follows you. She follows you around the whole time. You protect her a little bit, but it's not like an escort mission and her story becomes like the story of the game. So they do such a good job of making this character somebody that you like a yeah. lot and not this annoying like uh, escort mission yeah. kind of thing. Uh, she's so cool. She's so capable. She helps you in combat. She'll like attack guys for you or, or find ammo for you. Yeah, and she like tosses you weapons and stuff. Yeah. It's so cool. You'll be like fighting somebody and you'll run out of bullets and she'll be like, take this. <laughs> and then you like quickly look over at her. And she's like whips you like a you know, bullet pack or something. Um, she's really funny and sweet. And, um, Jesus cosplay looks just like her. Yeah. Yeah. She's a really popular cosplay. Yeah. And, uh, she also has the, this, uh, I guess sort of a spoiler, but she has the ability to open like time rifts. Oh, it seems like an important characteristic. <laughs> yeah. Which is why they've kept her in, in secret. Um, and there's a moment in the game where she opens a time rift. There's a couple really cool time rift moments in it, but one of them that's really awesome is she opens a time rift and you go and you meet somebody back in time and you kill people when you do that. And when you come back to the present time, they're still alive, but they, like you didn't, you went to like a parallel universe, not to, not to a different time Ah. and they're still alive, but they think they're dead. So they're like, what's going on like why am i here like they're 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 no longer like your enemy anymore because you've killed them in a parallel universe oh okay so there's all kinds of like really interesting stuff that she does like that there's another one too where they uh have this um anachronistic like uh soundtrack where it all takes place in like what did you say that's the 20s or yeah maybe the 20s 30s yeah something it's like very that. steampunky yeah uh but Ugh. they but they have like anachronistic music because they do like modern music okay that people are singing or in the background and stuff and uh you find out that elizabeth opened a time rift and heard music from the future and oh and then somebody like composed it for her okay and that's why there's like all this music from the future in this game set in the past so she's just such a cool character that has a lot of what music is it this is like old-timey but modern 
Yeah, like, they do. Um, I whip my hair back and forth. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. It's no, kind of like a postmodern jukebox. Okay, is that what their name is? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's 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 on the money. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you do. I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's Elizabeth. She's my number five, and she is great. So not Miss Elizabeth, Macho Man's sidekick. <laughs> No, but she's on my list, too. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to spoil it. Yeah, I'll just take her out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Man. All right. My number five is also from a video game. Um, I couldn't get away from it because this is my favorite video game. Um, and I'm picking a Ganymede from Overwatch, baby. All right. I'm going to tap out of this conversation. All right. Well, there's not. A, there's really not a whole lot to be said about this. It's literally just a little yellow bird that sits on a robot. Um, but it's one of those characters that, like, People um, has like no folklore, and people kind of like build the fan base around it. Um, it's very cute. Um, oh, it is really cute. Yeah, and he just sits on top of uh, a robot that's a brutal. How come you can't machine. find the picture of the robot? Um, I can. I can. I can. Who's the character that is the robot? Like, who that's do you have to select to get it? Bastion. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's just like cute little. That's a little Lego thing of it. But uh, oh, here's a picture. Yeah, oh, so super cute. It's very cute. Have you ever seen any? Uh, this is when I put this character on my list. I wanted to ask you, BDBK. Have you ever seen the like the Overwatch cinematics? No, but I for the first time ever, like less than a month ago, saw somebody playing Overwatch, and I was like, oh, it's first person shooter. <laughs> you, didn't <know. laughs> you didn't know that? No, I did it, and then um, I, I I watched them play it, and I was like totally hypnotized by it yeah I, I was like watching and then i looked up and i was like it's three days later <laughs> <laughs> i can see why people get really addicted to this have you ever seen anything cat no tim's had it for like a year and has never played it <laughs> oh, really? what's going yeah. on what is going on with you people <laughs> i know um is this your main no 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 it's not my main who's your main <sighs> diva diva is one of my mains probably. i've heard you say that name before <laughs> yeah that's the only reason you know it because only- i've said it in passing <laughs> yeah I'm a pretty good diva, yeah. Yes, you are, baby. Uh, thanks. But uh, the character, like I said, it's um, it's such an off, offshoot character. In then it, there was a cinematic that was made. The Overwatch cinematics are beautiful. It's amazing how polished and like top tier the cinematics are. I would really suggest that you watch the Bastion cinematic. Um, because it's super, super cute. So pretty much it follows like the Overwatch lore, which is pretty, which the short version is it's set in a semi-futuristic time when there was like a, a robot race called Omnics and they were like lived amongst people. And then there was like an uprising of the Omnics and they, there was like a big war that happened. And the Bastion units were like essentially like the frontline destroyers for the Omnics and things like that against, you know, the humans. Um, and the Bastion cinematic is, it's like, years and years after the war had happened it's just like this like desolate area and he's like the the uh bastion just kind of like reboots up and doesn't know what's going on and um it's in the woods and there's so much overgrowth and things like that and then the the bird kind of lands on him and kind of becomes his friend and um it's just like it's like a bastion doesn't talk it just speaks and beeps and boops Mm -hmm. which is very cute and the whole thing is like like, wally yeah kind of and he's just trying to like f- figure out like what he his, he is or what his purpose is, and all he knows is like the friendship from like Ganymede, and then like he hears this like 
sound in the background. This is a very short version of it. And then, like, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then this like snaps into like, you know, his programming is turret mode and just like becomes a turret and just mows down like the entire forest and just like it's really sad. It's like tear jerkingly sad. And then um and like he kind of like doesn't know what to do and realize he just destroyed everything around it. And then like Ganymede kind of comes back and like lands on his shoulder and like he's like whatever and they like, kind of just walk off into the sunset. It's really, really cute, but um it's a lot of story for just a bird that was just like on a robot. Yeah. <laughs> uh and people love it. And Whenever he gets like a new skin, like the the bird will also get incorporated oh, really? in the That's skin. Cool. That's yeah, funny. so for like Halloween and stuff like that, he has a he becomes like a all like stone colored and like a tombstone type of thing, and uh, Ganymede becomes like a crow instead that's of awesome. like, yeah. So it's really really a lot of fun. But that's I think is a really fun sidekick and uh, doesn't do anything in the game. It's not like you send out the bird to go like annoy another player. It's just there. Uh, but that's my number five. I love Ganymede. It. I love it. Cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that buff Ganymede up there. Dude, just ripped his shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, what's your What's your number five cat? Uh, so my number five is Cassidy from Preacher. Uh, I'm gonna tap out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, haven't this read is, that. I was like, this is a one for me answer. <laughs> is this a Is it Cassidy or Cassidy? Uh, Cassidy. Okay. And I'm an Preacher's idiot. your favorite comic, right? Yes, it is. Question before you begin. Yep. How do you feel about the show versus the comic? Um, I prefer the comic to the show, but I do like what the show is doing now. Um, now or when it first started? Because I heard a lot of people were unhappy with like season one. I hate the first season. And you stuck with it anyway. I stuck with it anyway. And now it's good? And now it's good. Okay. It's great. Yeah. All right. Um, I think because the first season they went pretty much rogue and had mm. to do a lot of world building um to make it work for a tv show i guess but now they're just like all right we're established we can use more of the source material we can be as like wild and bonkers as we That's want kind of makes sense though. yeah so it's it's more true to the vibe of the comics now and they can pull some of the weirder story elements of it um, so Cassidy's a guy? So Cassidy is a guy. He's an Irish vampire. I was going to say, he looks like uh, he, he's got blood all over his face. Yeah. He is a vamp. Um, and it, his dynamic with the main protagonist, Jesse Custer, is interesting because Jesse is the titular preacher. Um, and he has a superpower where he has the voice of God in him and can make people do whatever he wants. Preacher does? Preacher does, yeah. This is how little I know about this. <laughs> yeah, we literally know nothing about this. Uh, but it only works on people that have a soul. Okay. Um, so there's a, kind of a lot of philosophical debate between the two of them of whether he like would have a soul and go to heaven because he's a vampire and he basically like... So there's like the weird understanding of their best friends, but there's also kind of that tension there because he feels like a monster in comparison to being around humans. And he doesn't like being a vampire? He, no, doesn't really like being a vampire. And his whole thing is he like drinks and does whatever drug he can get his hands on because he's immortal. So he's just like, well, I've been alive for thousands of years. So I'm just going to get as fucked up as possible and do some crazy shit because it's not going to kill me anyway. Sick. Yeah, but he like- Can you go out in the sun? He cannot go out in the sun. He is not a twilight vampire. He's not a daywalker. <laughs> no. Um, what a baby. <laughs> but he has kind of a heart of gold and is very loyal to his friends and um, can definitely hold his own in a fight. So I think he would be handy to huh. have. 
Well, that's a good pick. I wish yeah. I knew how to talk to you about it. The, <laughs> the world of Preacher is so fucking insane. Yeah, it really That is. it's hard to like even ask you a question. <laughs> do the uh, do they do like a lot of Monster of the Week episodes on this show? No, not really. That's um, always my biggest concern about like comic book adaptations or anything like that because I, I'm so, I, I like the story. I like how it progresses. That's mm-hmm. kinda, I think that's probably why I like like the Netflix shows so much is because yeah. they're really just like, 13 episode long stories versus like watching like something like the X-Files where like I love the core story so much but uh the monster of the week episodes I'm like whatever <laughs> you know it's like I, I read on. one the one time that there is like 13 episodes of X-Files that you have to watch in order to get the entire story probably like that's how much of it's filler i oh, watched yeah, like the essentials or something yeah yeah i to understand the story you just need these 13 I, I found like there's a bunch of websites that'll tell you which episodes to watch that are just canon for the story mm-hmm. and like you look at it it's like 26 episodes in a season watch eight of them yeah <laughs> you're like I, oh, okay i remember somebody was recommending steven universe to me and i was like all right i'll check it out the first season had like seven episodes or something. I'm like, okay. The second season had like 130 what? episodes. And I was like, what the fuck? It's a lot of episodes. I was like, it was, so uh, they were like, but the story is it's so meaningful. Like you have to watch it. So I looked up online, like which episodes you need to get the story. Right. And there were still like 50 of them. Whoa. <laughs> I like, I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> this is too much to that ask. That seems overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. Uh, BWK, you number four. Okay. My number four is um, from one of my favorite movies of all time. And that movie is Scream. And that sidekick is Stu. Ooh. I was toying with playing him. Blah, 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 blah. Take that again. I was <laughs> Take two. toying with putting him on my list as well. Yeah. Which one is Stu? Matthew Lillard. Okay. Yeah, so he's uh he's like the more wild one. Um and then Skeet Ulrich plays the like mastermind. So they're they're the killers. Yeah. Uh spoiler for Scream. Um and I remember it being like a big deal that there were two killers. Yeah. Because breaking every- that trope. Yeah, because everyone was like, Oh, there's one killer or whatever, and then it turns out to be two. Um so what do you? Oh, I thought you were searching scream mask. I was like, you don't remember? <laughs> no, I wanted to buy one. Um, yeah. So he's just—he's a lot of fun. He's really um, like uh, over the top. And what do you think the last thing Matthew Lillard did was like most recent? I don't know. Like, do you think he's worked in 2018? I don't think so. Oh no, he he has worked in 2018. He's actively working in 2019. He is on that show, Good Girls. Oh, the okay. hell! That's All right. um, and Red is on that too. Yeah, right? yeah, um, yeah. Pull up Matthew Lillard's IMDb. I want to see what he's <laughs> how uh, how good is this kid's career? Because he deserves it. He's a handsome guy. He's a good actor. He's in one of my favorite movies. He was in Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two. Yeah, he played Shaggy in Scooby Doo. Mm, sure did. Uh, I, I don't know how to fucking navigate IMDb. You go, you go down. You, you got it right there. Oh my god, there's another Scooby Doo Scooby Doo movie coming out. Curse of the Thirteenth Ghost. Oh, he's uh, on the Scooby Doo TV show, the oh. cartoon on Cartoon Network. <laughs> of this course kid's he is. making money. Yeah, he's in Grace, whatever that means. He's in all the Scooby Doo's, Robot Chicken, ton of Robot Chicken. Oh, oh yeah, Good Girls right here. Oh, uh, with his uh, with his co-star Jamie Kennedy, right? Doesn't Jamie Kennedy? Oh, I don't know if he's on that show. Scooby Doo and Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Oh no, I'm thinking of Seth Green. 
Who is not in Scream? No. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just love Stu. I always thought he was like the more fun one where Billy is like more of a villain. He's he's the brooding bad boy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which has its perks, but the but the silly, like, I'm just along for the ride kind of thing. And then there's a really heartbreaking moment in Scream 1 when they tried to make themselves look like they got stabbed by the oh, killer yeah. when they were going to frame Sydney's dad or mm-hmm. something. Um where Stu realizes that, like, this is stupid. Yeah. And he's, like, kind of in too deep at this point. Um, and it's, like, it's weirdly sad that he yeah. was kind of tricked into doing like, this. My parents are going to be so mad. Yeah. And he's, like, <laughs> bleeding to death. And he's because Billy cut him too deep. Very hard to, uh, very hard to rewatch that movie and then try to think that he's supposed to be in high school. Yeah, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, dude, he looks old. Well, it's like the same year that like SLC Punk came out, and wasn't he in high school in that too? Well, that's my whole point. Is like, I don't know why I was getting cast to play these high school kids. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you've seen a high school kid lately, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I have. like Skeet Ulrich has a five o'clock shadow through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he really does. I don't know why I never thought of that. I don't know either, but like thinking back on it now and just remembering, like, oh, these people are supposed to be high school age. <laughs> yeah, I don't, re- I don't think of that at all. And Jamie yeah. Kennedy is like cashing out his four hundred one k. Yeah, <laughs> there's that scene where he like puts down a down payment on his house. <laughs> There's also the scene where he goes and gets his prostate checked. <laughs> well, you have to do it at 50. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what's your number four? Uh, my number four, uh, also going to the world of movies, uh, one of my favorite movies as well. Uh, my number four is Garth Algar mm-hmm. from oh, Wayne's World. That's a good one. Yeah, I love um, it. So this is like an interesting one, at least in my opinion, because you think of you think of Wayne's World, you think of Wayne and Garth, right? And I was not nervous, but like I had to like spend a little bit of time of like thinking, is he a sidekick or is he like a co-star? Mm-hmm. And like I, as I thought more about it, is like, oh, he everything he does is the B plot. It's like the B everything too. Well, I mean, he's yeah. literally it's literally called Wayne's World. So I know. anybody's opposite Wayne is his sidekick, right? Um, but man, what a what a fun character! I always liked Garth better than Wayne too. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so much. I mean, he is more jokes. Wayne has to like push the story of forward and and Garth gets to just be jokes, which is fun. And, but he's just so much more likable too. Like he's very sweet and kind of naive mm-hmm. and like that yeah. makes him more approachable. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2. Just, uh, just great. Which one do you like better? Uh, probably the first one. Yeah, me too. I, I do like the second one, but the first one was just like, it's one of those, um, I don't know where it falls in the Saturday Night Live movie as far as like release times that are happened, but the uh, second one, no Wayne's World, the first one. Oh, I always think of it being the first one, but I don't know if that's that's true. that's how I'm. That's what I didn't want to say. I'm glad yeah. you did. Wait, you, you don't <laughs> I'll know, be wrong there. You yeah. don't know which one's the first one. I I feel like Wayne's World is the first SNL movie, but oh, I don't okay. think that's actually true. I don't right. think so either. Which one do you think it is? Well, because they had like. It's Pat and and Coneheads and Coneheads. That's all from the same era. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Coneheads isn't. Dan Aykroyd and wasn't on at the same time as Mike Myers. I don't think so. Not even a little bit. I'm not sure. Not I'm not sure. Teeny weeny bit. That's that's a generation of SNL I I don't know very well and have never really revisited. Mm. Dana Carvey too. 
would be remiss to not say his name during this segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean Garth Algar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. He was on SNL as well. Yeah. Uh, but the character has so many like memorable moments and he just, it's just Wayne and Garth all the time. And he's such a, a good sidekick and he, he cares so much about Wayne. And like they even have like their falling out. And then like they have like the classic story of like the falling out between best friends and sidekicks and buddies. And then like the retribution of the relationship and like coming back and the apology. And it's just a lot of, a lot of fun little sidekicky tropes that I can really appreciate. And plus it's just like, he's got a drum solo in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just has that uh, that that scene when they're in the studio for the first time, and he's talking about um like sell the whole like sellout scene, and they keep like plugging all these products during the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they just cut to him, and for some reason he's all of a sudden in like a full Reebok running suit, and he's just got his like his hands over his head, and his like shoes are up on the on the table. He's like, it's just so sad, you know, <laughs> what people will do for money. And it's just like <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, um, Blues Brothers was the first SNL right. movie, that and that sense. was in the uh, 80s. That, ma- that doesn't make sense. And then Wayne's World is the second one, and that was in 92. And then 93 was Coneheads. Ah, so yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. And then Wayne's World 2, it's Pat. Stuart saves his family. Blues Brothers 2000. Night the Roxbury, Superstar, Ladies Man, and McGruber. And that's it. There hasn't been one else since? No. What's going on? Not a, not a solid enough character to do a movie, huh? What do you think is of those movies I just mentioned? Which one do you think has the lowest rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, the lowest rating? Yeah. Stuart Saves Family. Okay. I'm going to go with the Pat movie. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It's bad. It has the lowest rating with 0%. <laughs> wow. Straight up zero? Straight up zero. <laughs> What's the next one? Hard cold zero. The next one is 11% in its ladies, man. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't see it, so I couldn't weigh in on it. But yeah. With the highest one, you curious? Wayne's World? Wayne's World. Yeah. yeah. Well, that it's tied. Sense. Wayne's World's tied with Blues Brothers. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's my number four is uh, Garth Algar. 50%. <laughs> I'm pretty surprised, but Gruber's fucking silly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of the silliest movies I've ever seen. Will Forte is a American gem. Yeah. 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 It does not get the credit it deserves. No, mm-hmm. it does not. Uh, yeah. Cat. Uh, uh, my number four is Bender Bending Rodriguez. Fuck, that deserves to be on my list. <laughs> and we all know who that is. <laughs> from Futurama. That's Bender right. from Futurama. Yeah. yeah he's, the, he's the robot. Bending um, is his middle name. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. I wish I, I wish I was a more of a fan of Futurama. This is something I say quite frequently. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I know I will get flack for this, and I've said this before. Don't say I'll it. get flack for it. Don't say it. I know what you're going to say. All right. I, no, go can, ahead. Whoa, wait a minute. Do you Maybe, know? I, I think I got to hear it. Uh, I think I like Futurama more than Simpsons. I would consider myself more of a Futurama fan than a Simpsons BWK, fan. BWK, calm down. <laughs> I know that's controversial, but I, I stuck with Futurama longer than I stuck with The Simpsons. So okay. I feel like I'm being honest with myself by saying And that. I appreciate that honesty, and I will reward it by not being mean to you. Thank you. <laughs> but I will say that Futurama is sort of the thinking man Simpsons, and it is more sci-fi and more... Um, fantasy and that's more your speed that's true you know what's funny is before the show started bwk got uh consent from cat to call her a bitch <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> i forgot I, I thought this would have been the moment that yeah. bwk 
busted pull that it card, out. but he's well, saving it. He's I guess. saving it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like in a caddy way, like you. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> huh? I think that's even worse. Um. And yeah. Whatever. I don't know how else to say it. In a caddy way, yeah. like a you bitch yeah. kind of thing. And I don't feel like this is a you bitch. If I said you bitch now. That it would look like I'm calling her a bitch. Well, I mean, <laughs> do you understand the difference? Like one's playful and one's like a, a you, slur. You're not I on. Did, you're not on the stand, BWK. Yeah. <laughs> you can tone I it did down. give you. <laughs> I did give you consent for both. So did you really? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll never use the slur one against you okay. because I love you. Oh, thanks. Love you too, bud. <laughs> uh, tell us about Bender. So, uh, Bender is probably one of the shittiest creatures you'll ever come across like he's very narcissistic very selfish um basically is just out to party and destroy himself um but again if he's your friend he's very loyal he's good to have around he's great comic relief um yeah he's just there's a moment where i think encapsulates what you're trying to talk about which you're successfully talking about not trying to um which is that they're driving a bus and it like goes over a bridge and Bender goes, I'll save me. <laughs> and then he like grabs like the girders and holds yeah. the bus up. And it's just like, yeah, he's technically saving everybody, but it's really to save himself. Yeah. Um, someone at my company was fired for this prank, but they <laughs> they figured out how to time all of the printers in one building um, and have them print out, hey, baby, want to kill all humans. Oh, that's so funny. And they traced the IP back to the person's laptop and they were, were like, this is a threat. And he's like, no, it's like from the show. And mm. they're like, no, you're fired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Worth it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> at, at my office, we got like all these new conference rooms. Like they built all these new conference rooms. And then they had a contest to to name the rooms. So I submitted all like planet names from mm-hmm. Futurama. And it was like, it, there was like a voting Thing, and it, it was at the top for the really for a really really long time and i think it won but then the people who are like the business people who run our business was like we're not doing that so they named it after like boston like historical sites or something oh whatever yeah, that's lame. i was like come on everyone like voted for the futurama ones but that's yeah. dumb yeah it's dumb uh bender is so funny he's so he's such a great sidekick and this deserves to be on my list and he's such a good foil for fry who is so sweet and lovable but so stupid Mm -hmm. um so seeing bender kind of outsmart him and kind of manipulate him in that way where like sometimes you're like which one of them is really the sidekick is kind of an interesting dynamic well fry like wayne is like definitely the main character yeah yeah absolutely bwk uh, number three? Yeah, baby. My number three is... <laughs> drum roll while I pull it up. <laughs> drum roll. Okay. It's uh, Navi from o- Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ocarina? Ocarina. Am I saying that wrong? Ocarina. Ocarina? Ocarina? Yeah, O-C-A. Ocarina. Yeah. Okay. I think an Ocarina would be playing a whale. Yeah. <laughs> Just blowing in that hole. <laughs> it's got to be there for a reason. <laughs> the Ocarina of Time. So it's the little fairy thing that follows Link around throughout the entire game. Hey. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, who hooked up into my soundboard? <laughs> um, I think he's like universally hated. Is it he? I don't know. I don't think that really ever explores that. It's a they, yeah. Aren't there more than one? Yes, every Kokoriko 
villager has a fairy okay. and they need that fairy to survive in the woods. Um, so that's like why those people come from the woods and they are gifted a fairy by the great Deku tree when they come of age or whatever. Link is gifted one, although he is not a Kokoriko. You guys know all this, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Kokorikos are my favorite part of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but uh, so oh, that's a uh, those are those are um, a different race oh. that are very similar. Okay, Kokorikos well. are like the elves, okay. basically like the humans of. Well, no, because Link is Hyrulean mixed with Kokoriko. Yeah, you don't want to get this wrong now. A lot riding on it. <laughs> there is something I'm getting a little mixed up, but who cares? Whatever. Roast me in the comments. But the, um, uh, so he's gifted it by the great Deku tree so that he can kind of go between, you know, he can leave, leave and go into Hyrule Field or he can like be in the woods and not turn into a skull, a skeleton. Um, so Navi is just a very cool creature that like tells you what to do. And I think a lot of people hate it because it will like, um, tell you very obvious things like go press a when you want to open this door it's like clippy it's like clippy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um he's a true companion and a great sidekick yeah, yeah. I mean, when you first said that i was like are you referring to all of the creatures in avatar why nave navi navi oh yeah. is that what they're called yeah yeah well he's like navi like navigation oh okay i didn't ever put that together yeah but I don't. I didn't know that the Avatar ones were called the Navi. Yeah, yeah. the Navi River Journey. I think one of them is N A V apostrophe I. Shows shows a uh, possession. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why did they do that? I that that know. movie <laughs> with its unobtainium and its Navis is oh. like really trying to yeah. not be unique. <laughs> no, but man, did they have a great land in Disney World? It's unbelievable. For a property that I could care less about, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, but it's really transported. Right. What were you going to say, Kat? I've heard people like say that they've cried and gotten emotional from that ride. The I one where it. you're on the, the flight the, of the passage. Yeah. I believe it. It's, it's very awesome. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, and the land is just like so well, it's so well detailed and stuff. But we'll see what Nintendo Land looks like when that is built in Universal Studios in 2020. We sure will, Skip. <laughs> yep. And then maybe there'll be a Navi there. Well, when I was in Japan, they had this um, Monster Quest ride that I went on at Universal Studios. And it was a Monster Like from Qu the game? Yeah. Was it Monster Quest? Or... Uh, was it Monster Quest or Paperboy? <laughs> it was something. It was like, something like that. And uh, it was like uh, you got like a fake sword and then you'd go into rooms and these like animatronics or screens would pop up and you had to like swing at them and stuff like that huh and it like looked like you were in a castle and it looked like you were outside you kept going from all these different rooms and then you got like a score at the end and you had a shield and 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 stuff what'd you get for a score i don't remember it was in japanese <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured swine <laughs> uh but uh it was so cool and i was like "Ooh, this would make a really good zelda game a uh, zelda uh ride at the nintendo one so hopefully we'll see that and in which case we will have little Navi is following us around. That would be Navi. Cool. Very cool. All right. My number three. Uh, my number three is uh, we're starting to get into a little bit more popular ones. So some obvious ones. So this one is uh, it's not like a, a sleeper pick or anything like that. <laughs> Just say it's it. It's a very big popular one. And my number three uh, sidekick is Chewbacca. Oh, okay. That's all. I thought you were going to say something else that would 
easily be on the most popular list. Uh, you don't think Chewbacca's on the most popular list? No, I just thought you were going to lean into the comic book side of things. No, we'll get yeah. there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but my number three, <laughs> Cat. Uh, my number three is Chewbacca, uh, the sidekick to Han Solo, which um, you saw him most recently in Solo, mm-hmm. a movie that uh, I be very much did not like. Uh, Kat, did you? How what was your feeling on that? You loved it. I loved Solo. I know. I, I know you did. I wanted to bait you into this argument here. Um, I, I went in with zero expectations, so I had a borderline low expectations. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting it to be bad. Um, but I had a blast, and I feel like most of that is credited to Chewie. I think he really makes the movie. Um, did you have you seen it again? Oh, I've watched it several times okay because when i left the theater we started together yeah and when i left the theater i was hyped yeah i was like this was so much fun like i don't give a shit that it's weird it's a weird star wars movie yeah it, it is weird and it basically doesn't have an ending but and i was just like i don't care like the climax of the movie happens halfway through yeah. but like i was like it was just so much fun and then i rewatched it and i was like this shit is boring oh see i saw it twice in the theater and then i watched it twice on a plane (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and i just i just think it's super fun like i don't know the the guy that they got for han i butcher his name every time so i'm not even gonna pretend to try um i think he's charming enough like he he carries it well yeah man we couldn't have more polar yeah. opposite because i i that was like my biggest like gripe with with was the casting of han solo i thought that guy was he's a lightning rod he wouldn't bad. have been my first choice for sure to me it, i think he did fine he didn't quite do a harrison ford impression which i think would have pissed people off more than they expect yeah i didn't want a harrison ford impression but i i felt like he was too i, I think they went too like um Star Lordy with a lot of like the oh. look of it because that was like my biggest thing. I was like, yeah, I can't not see Chris Pratt as Star Lord with a lot of the things that he's like his mannerisms and the way he kind of was. Mm-hmm. And I think that bothered me a lot because yeah. it, it wasn't. That's a good. That's a see, fair criticism. Yeah, that's funny though because the first time that I saw Guardians, I was like, oh, Star Lord has Han's holster and caught a lot of that from Chris Pratt that he was channeling that. So maybe it's just kind of a right. cycle. I guess it's a, so that to me, it's like, so with like Star Lord, like kind of pulling from Harrison Ford's Han Solo, I was like, oh, that's kind of like a cool, like homage. But then when like young Han Solo was like more Star Lord, I was yeah. like, I don't like, I didn't like that. It just bothered me. And I also like to be fi- like, to be perfectly honest, I just really, I thought, he just didn't do anything for me. That actor, I just uh, what did wasn't... you think of um, of Chewie's representation? In Solo? I thought Chewie was great. I mean, I thought Chewie was a lot of fun. Um, I thought like some of like the so some of the stuff there that was like to me there was like a lot of like um, they asked you to to really have a good you know suspension of uh, you know belief or whatever that phrase is. I think they asked for it too many times. That was like one gripe that I had with it when it was just like all of a sudden he speaks he speaks you know um, and I was like what the hell is this like and then like. I thought like another thing that I had, you know, a gripe with the movie is like they ham fisted a lot of like uh, Han Solo tropes into like the film. Mm-hmm. It was like oh this, and then like you know the the dice and like this and that, and like yeah, yeah. I was like that would have been cool in like across two movies. I just thought it was too much condensed. But uh, but I thought Chewie was great in it. I think Chewie's a great character. Um, I'm actually always surprised, but so I saw the Star Wars movies like pretty recently. And I'm always surprised that people, the characters that people love and how, like, 
sort of insignificant they are. Like, Boba Fett is, like, basically not yeah. in those movies. I don't understand why people like him. He's Just because like, he's badass, so people are like, but yeah, like, not he's really. Yeah. yeah. He dies in, like, a second. It's <laughs> true. Dies, like, instantly. <laughs> um, or, like, um, and then Chewie is another one, too. Like, I thought Chewbacca was a main character. He's basically only on the planes. Kind of. And then, and then there's that like one scene where he's like off in the Death Star or whatever. Right. I think what I think what they, lends, I think the new movies have done a better job yeah, portraying him. Yeah. Then uh, I think what like helps the the case of these characters becoming popular is their interactions with main characters. So mm-hmm. I think like the relationship between Chewie and Han, you know, I think it's what you know kind of elevates Chewbacca's character in the eyes of a lot of people. Because like you're right, like it's not like. Uh, and then the whole movie fell on Chewbacca's hands. He has no hero yeah. moments in the original. Three. Right. And he's just like. He's Although I will say that the main characters of that movie is C-3PO and R2-D2. <laughs> they are literally the main characters of Star Wars. And I don't care what anyone has to say. In, in the prequels, it literally follows their storyline. The originals, it follows their storyline. They are the main characters of Star Wars. Well, someone was saying the other day um, that they have a theory that the entire saga is narrated by R2 and like that's why they're so prominent is because it's like <laughs> his memories of the events. Right. Oh, like he's telling the story? Yeah. Like the scroll is coming from R2? Yeah, it seems very uh, very out there. It's a bit of a stretch for me, but... But like seriously, nothing happens in Star Wars that one of those two characters doesn't see. Yeah, sure. that's and, true. And like Chewbacca and... uh. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, those and Darth Vader, those are like the main characters of Star Wars, but the story isn't even about them. <laughs> right. It's about these robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one last gripe um, about Solo that really bothered me was like, spill it, baby. Was the whole first half of the movie was like him trying to get back to the ta- like the city that he was from to save that woman. And then he just, in the entire like galaxy universe, like bumped into her. <laughs> and I was like, the whole cat the whole like catalyst for the movie so far was to get back and rescue this you know free his friend or whatever and then like the movie changed plots halfway through when they bumped into each other and then it became a heist movie mm-hmm. i think the i think the amount of time dedicated to that first story i think i think it went too far into the, the length of the movie so if they were going to make that switch i was like i don't know why that didn't happen in like 20 minutes yeah yeah, that's I, fair. My biggest gripe with it is that it positions Han Solo as the person who funds the rebellion. And it's like, Han Solo is the reason why the rebellion starts? Because he gets like all the money for the rebels, the basic, like the um, Crimson Knight, or what are they called? Crimson Dawn. No, but that's the bad guys. Yeah, those are the bad guys. Uh, and Infus Nest. Infus Nest, yeah, I forget what her crew is called. But they're basically the beginning of the rebellion, yeah. and Han Solo gets her all that like cortex credits or all the cortex yeah or whatever the hell that shit's called uh gets her all that and then she starts the rebellion with that money basically so han solo started the rebellion and i don't like that i didn't even piece that together but now that's absolutely what happened (laughs) 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 that is canon (laughs) that's fact uh but yeah but chewbacca great character great sidekick wonderful design uh, very fun. Everyone loves him. I've met him a few times uh, in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> He's a solid dude. Oh, my other thing is this happened to me twice, and I love it. Um, speaking of Boba Fett, is like they do like in Hollywood Studios, they do like the the Imperial March, and they have like this like moment where like essentially they just have high end cosplay costumes come out onto a stage, 
do like a like literally strike a pose and then just leave. Yeah. But the thing is, is like you can walk behind the stage at any time, and like you can see like them waiting to be queued up. And uh, me and uh, my fiance are walking uh, behind the stage, and like Boba Fett was like next in line, and like so he's on stage, and he's probably like I don't know seventy five feet away from me, and I'm like Boba Fett, Boba Fett, and like he turns around, and like I like I wave to him like a little boy, <laughs> and he just like just shakes his head at me and like gives me a thumbs down, and then like I was like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it, that's awesome, and it happened twice on two separate tr- uh, trips. <laughs> Uh, well, a similar story to that is uh, one time I was drinking from a water fountain, and uh, the you know how they march through yeah all the stormtroopers, one of them uh was standing up behind me, and I heard like a they're so funny, and I looked up and he and he was like like I couldn't understand what he's saying, and they handed me a piece of paper and it was like a citation. Those stormtroopers, I love them. They're so. One of the funniest things, ugh, I know we're like going off on a tangent, but just real quick, last thing is, uh, so those two other two stormtroopers, the one that talk, just like they're just walking through, and this like kid like screaming ex- with excitement, just like ran up to him, and he's like, yeah, he's like so excited to like see him, and he's like, he's just like, settle down, <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> it just hit me in the right spot, and I was just dying laughing. Yeah, they like interact with the crowd. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, but Chewbacca. My I wonder three. what Star Wars Land is gonna be like. It's because be they they all a year <laughs> more yeah because they already put so much effort into like interacting with the crowd like in their in yeah. their part it's gonna be nuts yeah. I really am excited me too I love that they arrested John Boyega when he was there oh, recently. Yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> very uh, funny okay. what's your number three cat uh my number three is kind of um debatable I guess I don't know I saw a lot of back and forth about it when i was looking at lists we'll be the judge of that um so my number three is hermione granger uh, from the harry potties harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> no you fucked up i fucked up i'm stupid um from the harry potter series there's so many obvious jokes here <laughs> let's make all of them <laughs> No, no, no. Let's, let's let her slide. So what was we the... normally don't let people slide for making any kind of fuck ups, but we'll let you slide. So I guess the question is about that debate is like what? So when you have like a group, right? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I'm is sorry, it like... Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <sighs> but like when you have like a group, <laughs> like yeah, I guess the debate is like who would be a sidekick, or is it like are they all a sidekick to Harry? That's a really good question so because Harry is definitely the main character. Yes. So but the, is Ron or Hermione his sidekick? So I view them both as his sidekicks personally. Um, and this, it's because they both serve a similar purpose where they are both there to befriend, support, and assist the main character in their journey. But what does Ron ever do? Uh, good question. Because <laughs> I know Herm- Hermione has like, she knows all the spells, so she helps them. They would all be dead for sure, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, if it wasn't for Hermione. Like, right. she comes and saves the day every single story. Yeah. Um, she's the most valuable sidekick you could ever have. I'm going to Google what the hell does Ron Weasley even do. <laughs> he's like the big dumb friend who, like, uh, throws himself on a grenade. Yeah. He's he's the meat shield sidekick. Yeah. Classic meat shield. Yeah. Um. But Hermione's great. Yeah. Like, I 
she's way smarter than the both of them. She's way handier than the both of them. Um, it almost makes you wonder why Harry is Harry. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, well, isn't the story in the Harry Potter, in the books, like, Harry isn't suspected to be the one true kid or whatever? It's supposed to be Neville or something? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Harry Potter fans that listen to this show are fucking pissed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, keep but, going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of the debate that was like... That has nothing like, to do with uh, Hermione, so... They're like, well, she's a secondary protagonist, and... Like, she's not, no. yeah, she's not a love interest, she's not this, she's not that, she's a secondary protagonist. I'm like, no, a secondary protagonist is second to the main character, which therefore is the sidekick to the main character. Right. So that's how I view her, and I would want her by my side, um, always. Yeah, I would want her by my side more than Harry. Yeah, or, and definitely more than Ron. Absolutely. Nothing against Ron, but like, no, again, definitely shield. against Ron. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Have you seen the movies or anything? I've seen every one but the very last one. And for some reason, I just so won't watch exciting. It. I love the last one. Um, yeah. yeah. At this point, I feel like I would have to rewatch all of them in order to really get the the feel needed for mm, the last probably. one. Yeah, probably. I try to get my fiance to watch it. She will not watch Harry Potter movies. Really? Yeah, she just is hell bent against them. Is she like generally not really a like a fantasy person? No. She watches like Game of Thrones and even that is like, she's Pushing like, it. I don't know what's happening, <laughs> which I'm like, fair. A lot but, of people don't. But Harry Potter, I think, is a really good intro to. They're really good stories. Like, yeah. that's the thing. I try but to tell I feel her like that. She would, she would probably dig it. I, I think so, too, but she just won't. I'll tell her. You tell her. She also, whenever I'm like, I attempt to play like Dungeons and Dragons or D&D, she makes me refer to it as like gardening and not like D&D. <laughs> Why? Because she thinks it's too nerdy. <laughs> oh, and gardening is much cooler? Yeah. I guess. Like, I don't know. Actually, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but Hermione's uh, a great a great uh, pick. Anything else you want to say about her? No, just she's a badass and she's my number three. Yeah. All right. Number two, BWK? My number two is, I just looked at it and instantly forgot it. Okay. <laughs> uh, my number two is uh, from The Simpsons and it is Millhouse. Yeah. I that was gonna be on my list, but I didn't put it there because I figured you would. I'm surprised I was, that's your number two. I was so sure that it was gonna be on your list, and I was like, "Ah, whatever, we'll just deal with it." <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you take it off your list? Um, just because. Uh, so, so for me, it's it's weird because I, to all the like the the ones that I've picked so far, I guess with the exception of like uh, my number five, um, <clears throat> they're really like. They're in much smaller worlds than The Simpsons. You know what I mean? Because it's like Millhouse is the sidekick to Bart. Yep. You know, Smithers is like the sidekick to Mr. Burns. Yep. Um, you could argue Flanders is the sidekick to Homer. You know what I mean? So it's like that. that I, mean, I would say Barney. I suppose. Barney is like his best friend, but I would say Moe is more his sidekick. I don't know. Who's Homer's sidekick? Bart, probably. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, every, like that, that world. is Maggie. Yeah. But like the world is so big, so it was like, how do you pick one? And that's yeah. what I was like, fine. Does Lisa have a sidekick? Saxophone. <laughs> Lisa doesn't have a sidekick. Um, well, Janie maybe. Langdon Odger. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Janie, but you I never really see them together. Barely ever. Yeah. But Janie is supposed to be Lisa's best friend. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But huh, uh, that's actually this is really interesting. I know you're blowing it off, but I'm very interested in this. 
of the family who's each other's sidekick. So, Marge is definitely a sidekicks with Maggie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Bart Ho- has Millhouse. I would say, but yeah, Bart has Millhouse. I would say Homer has Bart. I mean, it's not really a sidekick. He's more of like a, a counterpart. Yeah. I guess that would be Flanders as well. Yeah. I, I don't think Maybe Flanders. Maybe Lenny and Carl. But that I guess that's kind of the same I as think the Barney thing. Anybody at Moe's is. I don't know. Maybe Lenny and Carl. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, Millhouse is just, I mean, what, what, could, what needs to be said? Uh, he's so funny. He's Bart's best friend. And uh, he's. Yeah, whatever. Everybody he's knows. He's got great it. hair. He's got great hair. Everyone <laughs> knows that Millhouse is the best. I'm not going to sit here and defend it. <laughs> okay. Don't. <laughs> I have my arms crossed and I don't feel like defending it. Gotcha. I also feel like um, I talk too much about everyone else's sidekicks <laughs> and then uh, my time is up. <laughs> One of my favorite Millhouse uh, things that, like, it, I'm sure we all have about a million of them, especially from The Simpsons, where it's like just a moment where you think about it and, like, it makes you chuckle. And my Millhouse one is the one where he um, gets suckered into buying the comic book Biclops. Yeah. <laughs> the Lens Crafters comic. Yeah. But just like the idea of like a character being called Biclops. <laughs> it just has two eyes. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I uh, I love what he, um, when he, you know how he's got a crush on Lisa. Yeah. And he sees her at like a store. They're getting school supplies for the new year. And he's like, um, He's like, uh, you know, fumbling. He falls over. He like rips a big chunk of his hair out. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, looks at Lisa and he's like, do you want it? <laughs> and she's like, ew, no. <laughs> also, when uh, like one of the. Why would she want a chunk of his hair? <laughs> one of the uh, the future Be episodes. Cool, Millie. When he's like, becomes like just like a roid head. <laughs> and um, he gets, he's just all bent out of shape because Lisa's getting married. So he starts like just working out real hard. I just think that's such a what a funny <laughs> twist for that character in the future. I um uh, I love the like every, I feel like everything is coming up. Millhouse gets a lot of credit, mm-hmm. uh, but I love bury me at Makeout Creek and uh, be cool, Millie. I uh he, that's when he's like getting nervous around Lisa. I think of that all the time. Like when I'm like overreacting about something, I'm like be cool, Millie. <laughs> I say it to myself all the time. <laughs> Have you seen my teeth? <laughs> um, any Millhouse reactions, Kat? Uh, I love him. I think he's great. I don't have any like specific Millhouse moments because, again, I... I'm a future album boy. Yeah, but um, I think I am going to do a Simpsons rewatch because I watched it a lot as a kid and loved it. And then around the movie, I kind of fell off of it, and then it like left my brain. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to. You know what kind of sucks though is watching it on that FX app. To make commercials, even for the app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got them all legally backed up. <laughs> yeah, you did give us a thumb drive. Um, no, I did with, Like essential <laughs> Simpsons episodes that you downloaded onto your computer from the DVDs that you purchased. That's right. And then put them on a flash and then drive I for us. Shared them with the consent of Fox Media. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I just heard recently that they're they're putting out more Blu-rays. I Are think. They? Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, because I have all of I have all of the discs discs that you could have as far as like dvds and then they switched to blu-rays i have them all and they were like not doing them anymore and i guess now they're doing them again so Hmm. i'll continue purchasing them if they put them out yeah um matt what's your number two 
Number two, my number two is uh, another one that's kind of like the same argument to Hermione's character. But my number two is George Costanza. Oh, yeah. I an, wonder. That's another one where it's you know, like, like... That actually perfectly encapsulates the debate that people are having about Harry Potter. Because with Harry Potter, I'm like, yeah, of course she's a sidekick. But with George, I don't know if he's a sidekick. I, I think he's like... I think he's more sidekick than like Elaine would be. And definitely a lot more than Kramer. Kramer yeah. is like his own character. Yeah. But, yeah, but I feel like George and Elaine are their own characters having their own storylines separate from Jerry. Somewhat, but George and uh, Jerry and George are very much in a lot of episodes tied together where like they go through a lot of stuff together. Like there's a lot of episodes that are George and Jerry, like the, the Bookman episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I understand the debate with Hermione now when placed against Seinfeld. Plays against Seinfeld and George Costanza. Because now it makes sense to me why they want Hermione to share co-billing. Yeah. Because I feel like George deserves co-billing. And also to defend my own point about picking George, a lot of earlier Seinfeld was George trying to vicariously live through the success of Jerry. Like his dating life and like a lot of like the earlier episodes were like George like, you know, talking to Jerry about Jerry's dating life. Um, And he was almost like the you know, the vehicle to kind of do do some, like, exposition about, like, whatever relationship they were trying to hammer down uh, for that 25-minute show. Mm. Um, but, man, what a... what a But to your point, BWK, as the seasons go on and, like, as what, what happens a lot with sidekicks and things like that, people f- like the sidekick more than they do the main yeah. character. And, like, at some point, you could be like, oh, this season was uh, the George show. <laughs> I mean, it is called Seinfeld, though. Right. Yeah. So to me, everyone who's not Seinfeld is the sidekick. Right. Like Wayne's World. Right. Like you said, BWK, it's called Wayne's World. Yeah. You really spun that on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I still believe my other thing. Why are these competing ideas <laughs> making sense to me? So here's the thing, right? So I can, I can, I can give you another show where okay. the argument flips, right? Okay. Friends. Okay. That's... That's an ensemble show. Yeah, no, nobody is anyone no else's sidekick. sidekick. There. Right. So, but to Kat's point of like, in like your own point of like, it's called Seinfeld. It's called Wayne's World. But then in a, in a show like Friends. Or maybe even The Simpsons. Even The Simpsons. Yeah. Or like Cheers or like shows like that. But like Frasier, right? Okay. Frasier is like another one that's Niles like, is his sidekick. Right. Yeah. And like Buffy, even yep. though it's all a group dynamic. Xander and Willow. Yeah, Xander and Willow are her sidekicks. Yeah. I think, huh. we're, re- I think we're really, this might be the most th- like thought-inducing episode of the top five of death that's ever what happened. defines a sidekick? Right. <laughs> but we're not talking about it until our number twos. <laughs> Saddle in. Wait, was that your number one? My number two. Okay. Yeah. So I did my number two already? Yep, that's how numbers Oh, I went, I went first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, but George is such a great character, and he has such. <laughs> Look, we haven't even talked about George. At all. I don't. I don't have to say much about George. He's just such a, such a a, a rich depth of character. Um, and throughout the seasons, you just learn more about him. And then he, I mean, then even like George starts to have his own sidekick. Like his parents are like his sidekick, yeah. and it's like what a what a what a a cool accolade of a show to be like. You have Jerry, and then you have this like tree structure of like character and relationship that like tumble down yeah because you could say newman is kramer's sidekick absolutely yeah and you're like those are fun little buddy you know movies mm -hmm. into themselves well it's like um how millhouse is bart's sidekick right yes and you're gonna try to work bart being homer's sidekick again 
I really think Bart is Homer's sidekick. I don't know. He doesn't have anyone else that he plays off of nearly as much. Yeah, but then you're getting into sidekick or foil territory. Right, that's what I was going to say. But they're very similar. Yeah. No, because like a foil is like you... More of an adversary. Yes, yeah, like an adversarial role. And they're not like in it together. Like think of everyone we've mentioned today and mm-hmm. think of one where we've picked where it's like, oh, his like a... You know, spy versus spy, like the the white spy's sidekick is the black spy. It's like, no, they're like, they exist against each other. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Anyway, what's your number two, Kat? <laughs> uh, my number two is Chewbacca. Hey! Chewy, <laughs> <Yeah>. chewy. <laughs> yeah. What do you um, want to add? I just, I think he's such a great sidekick. He, um, again, is very loyal. He uh, owes a life debt, so he can't be anything but loyal. Um and so I'm he's just, a prisoner. No. An emotional prisoner. No. He's just keeping good on his word, man. Okay. Um The great honorable Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to hug him. He just he looks like he would give a great hug. Well, he's hugged Matt. I've hugged him a bunch of times. Did he give you a great hug? It was amazing. Yeah. He's very That's soft. Exactly how I would imagine it. Very tall. Enveloped yeah. right in. Yeah. yeah. You've never um you ever go to Disney World or anywhere where you can meet Chewbacca? Um, I've seen him at like conventions. But I never, I didn't meet him at Disney. Oh, you got to meet him at Disney. Yeah. Next time you go, do you have a chase card? I do. Oh, there you go. If you have a chase card, you can probably circumvent the line and go to like a special chase uh, member. Um, oh, no, it has to be a Disney chase card. Oh. Um, you know what? Next time you go down, just take my chase card and then just <laughs> flash it there and they'll just go right around the line. Oh, and then I can hug Chewbacca. Or you can get um, intimidated by Kylo Ren. Yeah. Which my fiance was very scared. Yeah. Oh. I remember we went to go meet Kylo Ren. Is this when Chris had a uh, nosebleed? No. no. Oh, a little different time. But I went to go meet Kylo Ren and uh, Darth Vader was there <gasps> instead. And Ooh. I was legitimately disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Darth Vader, but I love Kylo yeah, Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren's pretty sweet. And we're so stupid because we're like adults and like not even just like, not even like new not adults. Not their we're demographic. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not new adults. We're, we've been adults for a while. And the fact that we excited to meet these teenagers in costumes is just so it's cute yeah. it's cute yeah keeping the magic alive mm-hmm. anything else on chewy no he's just a, a great dude great dude great clean dude. up i'd like to show you can go to patreon.com you know let's go to facebook uh i would implore you to go to facebook and join the make fun network uh there you can participate in all the fun um also we just uh, we had a, a talk earlier today uh, whether or not to, to create a uh, a little make fun Discord, which uh, I think uh, I, a lot of people are like, yeah, do it. And I was like, not even a single nah. Huh. Like, okay, so maybe we're not we'll... gonna kill like people are gonna talk on the Discord and not on on the Make Fun Network. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, if you want to do it, whatever. Um, what I want them to do is make us either a Reddit or a Wikipedia. We have a Reddit. Like, oh, we, it was made a long time ago. I'm sure it has zero information on it. Probably. But get us a Wikipedia. What the flip? I think we do, too. I think Daniel Najib made us a Wikipedia. Did he? Oh. I think so. I mean, we could definitely look it up right I now. I heard from Daniel Najib in a while. He's probably done with us. <laughs> 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 He's probably over it. Um, but uh, Kat, well, what uh, what are you plugging? You already did some plugs at the top, but get more. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned Wasted Minds. That's our, our network, kind of our little media empire um and that's at wasted-minds.com backslash podcasts uh then you can find conquest rhythm and bruise same old hope which uh will have deej on it as well um and then uh double date 
Huh. Uh, I um. Look at us in there with all these. Uh... <laughs> I was just gonna say that. So he just he searched for the podcasts and go back down for a minute. Yeah. It's uh, it says Doctor Death with a hugely popular podcast lore, hugely popular. Then top five of death. Yep. And then the truth, which I've never heard of. Yeah. And, and my favorite murder. Also hugely popular. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't we selling out the Wilbur, huh? Yeah. What the heck? Why aren't we going on tour yet? Oh my God. I would die of. I would love to see you guys at the Wilbur. If, yeah. if we did the live show at the Wilbur with you know, 500 people or whatever, I would There's more perish. than 500 in that place. Yeah. I would fi- perish 500th episode for top five yeah. at the Wilbur. We have to grow exponentially between for another 250 odd episodes. And you guys could wheel my dead body out on the <laughs> stage because I would die. We just blindfold you and just trick you in doing it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if we, you had no idea, which is pretty possible because sometimes you have no idea what's going on at the show. <laughs> okay, not taken. <laughs> and then uh, if we just wheeled you out into the Wilbur, <laughs> a sold out crowd for some reason and just unmash it, what would you do? Would you pee right there? <sighs> I would have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What else you got to say? Um. No, I'm I'm cool. Should I do my number one? Yeah, baby. My number one is from the video game Super Mario Brothers, and it's Luigi, baby. Almost put Luigi. So you pick Luigi. You think? Let me ask you this question. I sure. think you know what I'm going to ask you. Okay. You would say Luigi is more of a sidekick than Toad is. Yes. Okay. That answered my question. No more discussion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I I think that Mario has a ton of sidekicks depending on which game you're playing. Like you could say Cappy. Is his sidekick True. in Odyssey, uh, or Yoshi is his sidekick in in World, but I think that in the universe of the Mushroom Kingdom, Luigi is Mario's sidekick. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you could even say Princess Peach is too. That's where now we're coming into like a now we're Hermione back in Harry and, Potter yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hermione Ron situation. Uh, Luigi is Mario's brother, and he's adorable and tall, and he's like the uh, the black sheep of the family. Uh, this is this is a fun thing you can do, which is look up Luigi and compare everything to him, everything to Mario. Nintendo is very subtle about this, but they basically disrespect Luigi constantly. Really, <laughs> constantly. Like, uh, he just is always just like not doing so. Like in the Paper Mario games, you bump into Luigi and he's having his own adventure that you're not playing. And as he starts telling Mario about it, Mario will fall asleep <laughs> because he's so bored by Luigi's adventures. Uh, and then, the, like even like in Smash Brothers, when you pick characters, the announcers like Mario, uh, you know Fox, and then when you pick Luigi, he goes Luigi, <laughs> like really? It's what? Oh no, it's Waluigi. That's not in the new game. I uh, yeah. right. I prefer Luigi to Mario in that game very much. As yeah. a playable character. And also, uh, well, they fixed it for Ultimate, but in all the previous, um, or I guess the previous one, when they had the final smashes, Luigi's final smash was called Negative Space, and it basically did nothing. <laughs> Where everyone else has these final smashes that like destroy the whole field. <laughs> uh, but they changed it. Now he has his vacuum cleaner. Good for I him. He's, I bet he's way less arrogant than Mario is. No, because he's try- he tries too hard. Mm. So he comes off that way. Uh, I remember this one time when I was in the Nintendo World Store in New York City. They had these two T-shirts up on the wall, and one of them was Mario, and it was like him jumping through like a like a whole. The whole shirt was all coins, and it was Mario jumping in the center. And then uh, next to it was a Luigi shirt, and it was Luigi standing in an <laughs> like in an empty shirt with 
in, uh, a little dream bubble above his head, and he was thinking of one coin. <laughs> <laughs> he's so poor, he needs to eat. <laughs> Mario's not even collecting all the coins he sees, and Luigi's just like, oh, it'd be nice to have at least one. <laughs> he's going to save up for that mansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he was gifted that mansion. Um. So anyway, I love Luigi. He's so fun and funny. And once you um, once you start realizing the the weird lore of Luigi being disrespected, it's just uh, it's really fun. Poor Luigi. Poor dude. Yeah. Uh. Cool. My number one. Yeah. Uh. Well, it's the obvious one. Probably the uh, the one the, I thought you were gonna the say. penultimate sidekick of all sidekicks, and that would be. Robin. That's also my number one. Of course. How can it not <laughs> yeah. be? How that's could who, it not be? That's what I thought you were going to say earlier when you uh, said Chewbacca. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to say Robin. So, I'm glad I didn't say it. Yeah. Which which Robin? I would go with uh, Dick Grayson. Me too. Yeah. I mean, do you, which Robin for you, BWK? I'm not really familiar. Huh. Although I will tell a quick story. Here we go. Uh, I went trick-or-treating with my friend Jill once, and her son, who was five, uh, four years old, was Robin, right? And she was uh, Batman. And they, uh, this like other little kid met him and it was like, um, you know, oh, I like your costume. And the other one was, I like your costume. And then he was like, what's your name? And uh, the kid, Lane, who was dressed as Robin, goes, um, Dick Grayson. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> it was so That's cute. So cute. He was really in character. Although I will, to be fair to the story, uh, we kept calling him dick grayson before like we went out there mm-hmm. and said like when you're dressed as robin you're dick grayson Aww. um so i don't know what's the other one's names so there's jason todd never yeah. heard that before in my life <clears throat> what yeah um he came after dick grayson and he was not liked mm-hmm. um so they got rid of him <laughs> yep they killed him in yep. a meat grinder uh basically <laughs> uh Joker beat him to a pulp after several fans voted to kill him. Right. Wow. Which they were not prepared for. Yeah. <laughs> they were surprised that so many people wanted him dead. Jason Todd? Yeah. yeah. He did get uh, brought back in an alternate timeline as the Red Hood. Um, and then there's Tim Drake, who is the one of, he might be the only Robin that figured out who Bright. I cannot talk today (laughs) who Bruce Wayne was. He figured out that Batman was Bruce Wayne. So because he equally matched his detective skills, he became Robin. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's also- And he had a unbelievable six pack. Yeah. I'm ripped, baby. I'm Googling these as you say, hoping I would like (laughs) recognize these characters. And I straight up (laughs) do not. Um, And then there's two girls- um, that are very short-lived Robins. There's Carrie Kelly um, from The Dark Knight Returns. She's like the little red-headed Robin. Mm-hmm. And then there's Stephanie Brown, who's Tim Drake's girlfriend. Uh, and then there is Damian Wayne, who is the current Robin. Still Robin? I think so, yeah. You know he killed Nightwing? <laughs> um, I think so. Or he might be Red Robin now. Ah, is he on the... See, I haven't read. I'm so far behind on Marvel comics. I don't even read DC comics mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but yeah, but Robin, man, like, what a. It's just, it's like, if, if this was like Family Feud yeah. and they were like, uh, sidekicks, this would be the number one answer uh, if you pulled yeah. after people. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, but it's, it, it, 
it it checks off all the uh, all the archetype you know check boxes that you need to for a sidekick you know loyalty um uh like compassion uh a skill set you know in in support of the main character all mm-hmm. the time um it's just like the, the classic robin like batman could do no wrong in classic robin's eyes they've played with that with different you know iterations and like more contemporary modern storylines and things like that Mm -hmm. um but it's just it's batman and robin yeah and i think one of the most interesting things about specifically dick grayson's robin is that he's super complex in terms of a sidekick because not only has he been the sidekick but then he tried to venture out on his own well, did venture out on his own as Nightwing, who by in his own right is his own hero, but he's still kind of a sidekick to Batman. Right. And then he eventually becomes Batman for a little while. So like moving up that chain and then having his own sidekick instead right. of like a protege is so he's come full circle in kind of the life of a sidekick, which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. That's probably a, a very interesting storyline if it you never know, developed into like a film. Yeah. A whole film series or whatever. Robin, then Nightwing, then Batman again. That yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, any other thoughts on Robin? None for me. No. Uh, any honorable mentions real quick? I had a couple. Um, so I had Willow from Buffy was on there. Um, Head. <laughs> but I thought that might be too weird of a choice to put on my main list. From um, uh, Al Snow's <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought of like a bunch of different ones. I thought of Head from Corn. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then I thought of Head from uh, the MTV animated show Head. Oh, <laughs> which, yeah. which is the one that you did pick? Uh, Al Snow's Psychic Head. So it was like this weird like mannequin head. What is that- Al Snow? He's a wrestler, dude. He's a wrestler. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but his whole shtick was that like she would talk to him and like tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so surreal and bizarre and like unlike anything I had seen on TV before as a kid. So I, it just always fan? stuck with me. I've I've been known to to be a wrestling fan. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, she gets cooler and cooler every day. <laughs> to me, yeah. <laughs> Mike's sick. <laughs> uh and then Morty, but that felt like too much of a basic bitch answer to put on my main <laughs> list as well. So he's an honorable mention. Yeah, he is a good psychic. Yeah, though. I relate to him so much. It's it's been. I only have two. Um one is Barney Rubble. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and then one that I was like, what a great sidekick and like straight up, like we haven't picked any like real life ones, but uh, a real life sidekick that I think is like one of the best and like most like prolific of sidekicks is uh, Robin Robin Quivers for Howard Stern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Andy Richter floated around my list yeah. a little bit. But uh, like yeah, Robin Quivers, great. yeah, she's, they've, she's been with them his entire career. Like that, they've always been together. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, I had Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller's. Oh, Day that's off. a good one. So, and that's it. You're going right. to do fun butts or? Yeah, we'll go to fun butts real quick. <laughs> uh, so this is, if you want to uh, submit your list to be read on the, uh, on the show, go to makefun.network or just find Make Fun Network on the uh, Facebook and you can definitely partake in such things. So here we go. Uh, Austin Nort says, uh, is number one, because he went one to five. Uh, number one, Better Matt. I guess would be my sidekick. Number two, Silent Bob. Number three, Bender. Number four, Pedro Sanchez from Napoleon Dynamite. And number five, Hit Girl. From oh yeah, Kick-Ass. Hit Girl. Duh. Uh, John Caulfield says number five, Ford Prefect, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Wow, that's a deep cut. Number four, Igor from Young Frankenstein. Number yep. three, Short Round, Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. 
Number two, uh, Samwise uh, Gamgee. 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 Oh, from Lord of yeah. the Rings. Number one, Chewbacca from Space Trek. <laughs> I I um like the inclusion of Igor, but from Frankenstein, and uh, not from Young Frankenstein. I don't know what the difference is, but Short Round is the best sidekick for Indiana Jones in the worst movie. All right, I, and I just where did he go? He's, where did he go? He's dead. Because he, he that died. that's the prequel of all the movies. Where is Short Round? Uh, he married and uh, has a family. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Boone says number five, Robin. Number four, Kid Flash. Number three, War Machine. Number two, Kato. And number one, Danger Hip Top. Oh, that's the that's the name for the T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> it was put out by Danger, and they refer they refer to it as a hip top. Oh, okay. Ah. All right. So he he trolled us. Yeah, good one. Mitch Mint, number five, Sloth from the Goonies. That's yep, a good one. That's a great one. Number four, uh, Robin, specifically Damian Wayne. Number Three, Joe Biden, <laughs> Obama's <laughs> comic relief sidekick. Number two, Fro, congratulations on being married. And number one, T-Mobile sidekick, the original phone for badasses, I agree. Robert Miller, number five, uh, Mike Wazowski. I almost wanted to put him on there, but I felt like he's the main character. I feel like they're a duo. That's what I felt, yeah. too. Oh, I think Mike's the main character. Uh, uh, yeah, up for debate. Number okay. four, Donkey from Shrek. And number three, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Number two, Samwise Gamgee. Uh, number one, Ron Weasley. Take that, cat. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> number uh, Josh Barkin. Number five, Mini Me. That's a good sidekick. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, number four, uh, Pumbaa. Also a good one. Yeah. Number three, Arthur from Tick. Number two, Milhouse Van Houten. Mm-hmm. And number one, Chewbacca. Uh, Arthur from Tick is a good one too. Yeah. Uh, John Weaver. Number five, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Uh, we'll have Ch- to take your word for it. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. It was oh, like so a sidekick like, to Michael Jordan. There you go, yeah. Uh, number four, Diddy Kong. He's like, I'm playing it right now with my kids, so that's where my brain is. Number three, Glenn Hump- Humplick from Tom Green. That's yep. so funny. Uh, number two, uh, General Disarray, some South Park. And number one, Arthur from The Tick. Uh, Roger Martin just has number five, Tommy Stinson, The Replacements. Uh, Sid Fernandez, number five, Robin, any uh, of the various iterations. Number four, Cleft, Boy, Chin Wonder <laughs> from the, cr- the Crimson Chin. That's so funny. Number three, Garth from Wayne's World, Tech Drum Wizard. Number two, uh, Atreus, a.k.a. Boy. Uh, your son can also be your sidekick. And number one, Luigi, greener, thinner Mario brother. <laughs> Ro- uh, Ramadan. I like the problem with Mario is that he isn't green enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's thinner, he's better, he's greener. <laughs> uh, Ramadan says, number five, Groot. That's a good one. Number four, Rimshot. Ernest goes to blank. Number three, uh, Cal Naughton Jr., Shake and Bake, Tal, uh, Tal Dega Knights. Number two, Gilligan. And number one, Flava Flav, greatest hype man who, have, who has ever existed. Uh, Bill Nalen says, number five, Cheech and or Chong. Oh, <laughs> fine. One number, is the, the match for the other. Sure. Number four, uh, Richie from Static Shock. I don't know what that one is. Number three, Brock Sampson. That's a good one. And number two, uh, Hadji from Johnny Quest. And then um, he said he fixed it. And now I have to fucking hit this shit. Oh, God damn it. No, him. don't even. Don't don't even give him the pleasure. Well, it says, I forgot my my man is number one. Uh, oh. oh, Bill Neeland forgot my number one. Oh, wait, no. That's Mitch Mint telling Bill he forgot his number one. How do you read Facebook? Me not know. <laughs> I haven't been on it in so long. <laughs> Me not know. Now you have to refresh it and find our spot all over again? Yeah, we sure do. Oh, we know who we're on. Mitch Mint, right? No, we're no. on... Uh, oh, shit, I did fucking... Nylon. Up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Number one, uh, 
Somebody don't even know who it is. <laughs> Sokka? 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 I refreshed it for that. <laughs> you didn't even say who it's from. <laughs> what the fuck is that? PWK, Google Soka. Okay, S-O-K-K-A. Yeah, sure. Dave Roldan, number five, short round. Uh, number four, uh, Ralphus. Wow. WCW, that's, a, that's an old thing. Odd Job, Goldfinger, that's a good one. Number two, Archimedes, the owl uh, from Sword and Stone. And number one, Battle Cat slash Cringer. Uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe. Ryan Brown, Ed McMahon. Number four, Nicole (laughs) Richie. Number three, Dino Mutt. Number two, Aqualad. And number one, Bucky. Bucky is a good one. Uh, Sokka is from um, Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, And that's actually a legit good pick. Uh, Steven North, or whatever his title was that they voted on. I think the Duke of Funtown or something like that. Uh, Five, Mini-Me. Number four, Chewbacca. Number three, Pumbaa. Number two, Luigi. Number one, Silent Bob. Uh, Jeffrey Mendoza. Okay, first time listener, so take it easy on me. Absolutely no deal. Absolutely not. I'm going to be hypercritical, and you can stick it where the sun don't shine. Uh, oh, okay, I see what he's doing uh, here. Number five, Rob Van like Dan, super kick. Number four, Stephen Richard, Stevie kick. Uh, number three, Dolph Ziggler, super kick. Number two, Bruce Lee, sidekick. And number one, uh, Shawn Michaels, sweet chin music. No, um, no young bucks on there, huh? Okay. Those are all side kicks? I don't get They're this. all wrestling kicks. Yeah. Except for Bruce Lee's. On the side. Well, uh, the list isn't top five kicks. It's side kicks. Yeah, those all come at you from the side. Yeah. You know this? I do. Did we not just have the conversation about her being a wrestling mark? I don't know. She always drops something brand new on me. <laughs> uh, gotta, keep, gotta keep things fresh. I've baby. known her for 10 years. And then he says, uh, did I do it right? Wait, shoot. Why is everyone's list just people? Type this in notepad. Too late to go back. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Mendoza. <laughs> they rolled on. Good one. Uh, Dave Howard. Robin. Jason Todd, specifically. Robin. Stephanie Brown, number three. Robin. Tim Drake, number two. Robin. Dick Grayson, number one. Robin. Damian Wayne. Fuck you, Dave Howard. I didn't fall for it this time. Eat my butt. Oh, yeah. Five, four, Yeah, three, I almost four, always five. fall for it. Uh, but now I recognize it with him, so get a new gimmick, pal. Uh, Jackie Presedo, number five. Barnacle Boy. Number four, the yellow M&M. That's a good pick. <laughs> number three, Charles Boyle, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Number one, Hermione Granger. Whoop. And number one, Joe Biden. Who's Barnacle Boy? It uh, sounds, from, sounds so familiar. It's Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy from SpongeBob. Oh. Uh, Tom, Nolan Craig, number five, Silent Bob. Number four, Diddy Kong. Number three, Krillin. Good one. Number four, number two, Barf from Spaceballs. Number one, Luigi. Great. Uh, TJ Double Day, just, uh, P.S. Fro Sinks. Uh, hell yeah, everybody. Do we pick a winner? Uh, I'm tabling those for now. Okay. Um, well, let's just say who we like the best. Because say, okay, sure. I um, Scroll up to the top. Yep. Okay, because I like the second guy. John Caulfield? Yeah. Ford Prefect? Yeah, because he did uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, Frankenstein, uh, Temple of Doom, Lord of the Rings, Star Trek. His list uh, Star, is pretty Star Wars. Good. Yeah. Um, I like... Um, I liked his. What's the one that made us laugh? Uh, which one did make us laugh? Oh, I like Glenn Humplick from John Weaver. <laughs> yeah, I, I pick a lot of John Weaver ones, though, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I guess I'm just a fan. You're a John Weaver fan. I I might be a little John Weaver mark. Who's the um? What's the one that made us laugh? I don't know. I wait, don't... did you read the Roger Martin one? Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, no, because I refreshed it because he just had number five. All right, oh, so yeah. Roger Martin number five, uh, Tommy Stinson the replacement number four, Silent Bob number three, Sala. Raiders of the Lost Ark 2, uh, number two, Bender, number one, Robin. There Great. you go. There you go. There you go, pal. There you go, Ben. Um, I can't remember which one made us laugh. 
Oh, actually, no, no. I'm going to go Dave Roldan because he picked Ralph is from WCW. That's such a good one. Uh, we'll have one. to rewind the tape to find out which one made us. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that's all Robins. <laughs> okay, who was that? That was uh, that son of a bitch, Dave Howard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real son of a bitch. All right, that's just who we like. All yeah. right, well, uh, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks and for uh, me. we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, go to do all the stuff. BWK, don't check your, your phone. Don't be rude. And as always, smell you later.